Hey guys, welcome to Money Moves with Gen Z for Financial Literacy. Money Moves is your go-to podcast for easy to understand lessons on financial literacy topics. Each podcast episode will cover a new topic with a new expert in the field. Think a teacher, an accountant, or a finance professional. I'm Matt Shadid. I'm Stephen Lynn, and we're your hosts. Today's guest is Elizabeth Edmonds. She's a financial planner and has amassed a large following of social media because of her journey with money through college. During college, Elizabeth saved and invested $21,000, kept a financially responsible budget, and was able to still do things like travel, go to concerts, and eat out, breaking the stigma that budgets are always exceptionally restrictive. In this episode, we'll explore topics like investing, how to rethink your budget, and how to still live and enjoy life while remaining fiscally responsible. We're so glad you decided to tune in today. Just to get started, if you want to tell us a bit about yourself, where you come from, what you do, um, and how you got into this whole budgeting thing. Um, Hi, I'm Elizabeth Edmonds, um, and I'm a money coach um, for My Two Cents Finance, which is my money coaching business. Um, I got started in my personal finance journey when I was about, I mean, I was young, so probably about 16 was when I really like had this awakening. Um, I was very fortunate to have parents that understand a lot and were very financially literate. So that was definitely a huge benefit for me. And I learned a lot from them. But I feel like the turning point for me was when I was 16, I was lucky enough to get to go to Spain um, for the first time. And it was amazing. And I instantly fell in love with travel, which I mean, who who doesn't? hard not to like travel but um I was like okay this is it I gotta move I gotta move to Spain I gotta come back I gotta be here for longer I want to move abroad um and so that just kind of motivated me to really start saving my money and investing my money and just getting everything on track and being very intentional with my spending and my goals because I had this big goal um to work towards and I hit that goal while studying abroad and unfortunately COVID hit and so I was only there for six weeks so I am moving to Spain in October for the second time and hopefully this time everything goes well but it just feels really amazing that I'm like able to reach this goal that I've been working for for so long so it's definitely oh come full circle definitely and how did how were you able to budget to be able to comfortably do that even through college yeah, so I have saved twenty, saved and invested $21,000 while I've been in school. I do want to recognize that I was very lucky to have my parents help me with school, and that was definitely a big part of it. I wouldn't have been able to save as much if I had to pay for everything myself, so I don't want to gloss over that fact. But on top of that, I just, I had a job or multiple jobs at all points throughout my college career. And I also budgeted my money very intentionally. I got very clear about what my priorities were and what I wanted to spend my money on and what brings me joy. And just being very like intentional with knowing what my goals are and what I want to spend money on. So like, for example, for me, my goals are travel, 
um, and experiences like concerts and eating out and things like that. I personally don't like a lot of material things. I just, they just don't bring me as much joy. And so I have been very intentional about spending my money on the things that bring me happiness. So I don't personally, like I don't shop online. I don't buy a lot of clothes. I don't like go out to bars a lot because I don't like doing that as much. And just knowing that I want to spend my money where it brings me happiness. So that has definitely helped me cut down my miscellaneous spending and then just being very intentional about it. Always having a job and a budget and a goal and writing down my goals has definitely helped as well. Like every year I write down a goal and it seems like a big audacious goal when I write it down, but somehow I've been able to reach them. So I think that's definitely important and there's definitely been studies done too that if you reach if you write down your goals you're like four times more likely to hit them yeah definitely so I guess like the big takeaway from that was that like not only do you want to budget your money you also want to know what your goals are when you when you're budgeting your money because that provides you with a motivator to go after your goals and really make sure you stick to your budget but I guess a question that a lot of people have is like how often should your budget be should they be weekly bi-weekly monthly how specific do you get with your money? Yeah, I think it depends on the person. Um, you know, personal finance is personal. So obviously all of this can be adjusted for the person, but personally I do a monthly budget. I think it's almost easiest to do it that way because most of your bills are monthly, um, like rent, stuff like that, your utilities, most of those big expenses are monthly. Um, you can also do it based on your paychecks. If you get paid bi-weekly, that could also work. Um, I do it monthly and then I check in on my budget every week and just see where I'm going. I like to do it on Sunday night and like prepare for my week and just make sure that I'm on track and adjust it as needed. A budget is flexible. And so, you know, if you're not on track or if you create a budget that's too restrictive, it can be hard to stay on track and then you can feel like you're constantly oh, you messed up and you spent more than you were supposed to last week. And then, oh, the whole budget's done because I messed it up. Um, But it's really just a chance to practice being flexible and to adjust and be realistic with yourself. You're not going to never eat, go out to eat. Like you're going to have to do those things and being realistic. Like it's not realistic to say that you're going to spend $20 a week on groceries. So don't beat yourself up for spending yeah. the money that you have to spend. And, you know, give yourself that freedom too to spend some money on the things that make you happy. You're working hard for this and you still need to experience your life and live it. So, so- I'm very much into like not being restrictive with your money, being cautious and conscious of your spending, but not restrictive. So a good two first steps, let's say, is to narrow your goals first. So you narrow your goals, you get a budget, then how do you sustain that budget over time while still seeing your goals through? Because I feel like that's a problem that most people have, especially at a young age, where there's a lot of impulse purchases and things they can't really control just because they're in environments where a lot of money is being spent. So how do you kind of stick to that um, regardless of those temptations? Well, I think one of the first steps to making an effective budget is to track your spending. So ideally, if you can do it for a month or you can go back at your spending last month and look at it and write it all down and just see what you actually spent. 
Um, yeah. So tracking your spending can be a really great way to just see what's realistic too. Because if you just sit down to make a budget, it's kind of like, I don't know how much I spend, how much do groceries cost? Like, and then you can find yourself being like very restrictive and unrealistic thinking, you know, for example, you could say, oh, I'm only going to spend like $30 a month on gas or something when like that's not even one tank of gas right now, at least. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like very important to understand what, where you're at that baseline, and then you can adjust as needed. And then also for, you know, keeping on track with it. And if you have unexpected expenses, I think that is a great thing that you can add into your budget to save for unexpected expenses, like an emergency fund is a great starting goal for saving. Um, you can also do sinking funds, which is similar to an emergency fund, but it's like a little basically bucket for your money that you save for a specific goal. Like people have sinking funds for like car breakdowns and travel and birthdays and stuff like that, that you know, you can see that they might happen, but you're not exactly like. Exactly. And I guess like a lot of things that people like struggle with is like, okay, I want to create a budget. I want to manage some money, but I don't know what apps or platforms or applications because there's so many out there. So many banks offer them. There are so many companies that offer so many tools. Like how do you decide what apps and platforms are best for you to track your own money and create your own budget? I think that you just have to be realistic and know what what you stick to certain budgeting apps are great because for someone who wants um a little things more automatic certain apps you can track them with your um you can tie them to your bank account and then it will just automatically like track your spending and that it can be really cool because then you don't have to do as much on your part but if you want more control you know you can do the classic spreadsheet that's what i personally do um, i have a budget that's on a spreadsheet you can actually download my budget if you'd like um on my instagram and that's the budget that i use and i have used since 2019 so that works well for me you know you can do something on pen and paper if that's more your speed you can do something in your notes app you could use you know other budgeting apps like you need a budget is good um mint can also be good. There's another one called Clio. That one's kind of cool because it's it's got a roast mode and it can like be spicy if you spend your money somewhere that you know you've told the app that you don't want to spend it. So that one can be fun too. So I think it's just like knowing what you're gonna do and what you're not gonna do because a budget is pointless if you're not gonna use it. So just knowing that whatever works best for you is the best budget for you. And even if you could like hypothetically make a better budget, better being a subjective term, like if it's not realistic, then it's not a budget, like it's not real. And so just don't beat yourself up if you're not like the best you could be, because if it's not consistent, then it doesn't matter. Yep. And Obviously, budgeting is so important and it gets you to the point where you can save your money. But then after you save your money, investing becomes really important. And you talk a lot on your page and um, all throughout your Instagram about the importance of investing early and young. So what is the importance of investing early? Um, investing is the single easiest and best way for you to build your wealth and to just grow your money. And investing allows everyone to earn passive income. So you literally can just get paid every day 
based on your investments. And starting young is so important because investing is all about time and it's called compound interest. And if you are interested, you can look up more on the, there's a compound interest calculator on it's like compoundinterest.gov or something like that. And it's amazing. And I love that calculator. And it just, if you put in, you know, how much you invest starting at your age and then leave it in there um, for 40 years or more, especially considering most of the listeners are young, that is just a great way to just lock in your millionaire status. And if you invest, for example, like $100,000 before the time you're 27, you're going to have one and a half million dollars of retirement and you never have to invest again if you do it that early. That is an example. Um, And I am personally working towards that goal. I think I'm still going to invest after that, but I'm really working on having the option to know that I will be set at retirement regardless. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like another important aspect is like how much money should you be investing? How much of your paycheck of your savings should you be putting towards investing compared to keeping in your bank account? That one is it's hard because it depends so much. But if we're going to say like a general rule of thumb, the first thing you should do in your money journey is to have an emergency fund. So that should be your priority and an emergency fund be about three to six months of expenses just so that if something happens, you are okay. And that is really important because if an unexpected expense comes up and you don't have an emergency fund, that's when credit card debt happens a lot of times. So emergency fund is definitely the first step. And then after that, I think it depends on what your goals are. I think that when you're young, it's it could be very beneficial to prioritize investing first and you know, saving for your other goals as well, but a little bit less intentional since time is so important. Um, I think a good rule of thumb is if you can invest about 20% of your income, they say 50% of your income on spending, um, 30% on saving and 20% on investing. Um, But that's just a very general rule of thumb. I think it depends on the person, but if you're investing that much, that's a great starting point. But you also don't have to invest that much. Any Anything that you can invest is better than nothing. So you can get started with as little as like $20. So you don't need that much to start investing. And the earlier, the better. Yep. And I feel like investing is a bit of a daunting phrase and the whole stock yeah. market. And like, for sure, it's it's hard to find the exact things to buy. What do you buy? What do you, what do you like to buy? Um, things that are easy to track and are beginner friendly? Yeah, I think the best thing that I love is um, mutual funds and index funds. And they are basically, instead of buying one stock, you know, stock meaning a part of a company, you buy a fund that has a bunch of different stocks. So then you have a small piece of each of all of those companies. And that way you're able to invest in all of those different things. So it is a lot less risky than having all of your money in one certain stock. That way it tracks the market so it doesn't go down as much. It's a lot more steady. 
-hmm. And the price is a lot cheaper than if you were to buy a single stock of all the stocks because it's a smaller portion of the stock. So um, mutual funds are a great way to start investing because they are general ones. Like the S&P 500 is an index um, that tracks the 500 largest companies in the US. And so that is a great example of something you can invest in because it is so broad and it tracks the whole market. So you don't have to pick like one stock or a certain company that you think is really successful. You can just kind of buy a piece of everything. Exactly. And then going back to your budget that you offer everybody, say in your budget that you want specific goals and that these goals will motivate you more than actual numbers on your budget. Can you elaborate on this a tiny bit more? Yeah, I think that um, when you're budgeting, it's it's really hard to be like, I'm saving to save or I'm investing to invest. Like, I think it's really important that you know why you're doing this. Are you doing, are you saving to buy a house? Are you saving to buy a car? Are you saving to go on a trip to Europe? Are you saving to go to college? And I think then if you think about it like that, okay, like every ten dollars that I put towards this is that me that much closer to me hitting this goal and this dream of me owning a house or buying a car or something like that having exactly. the physical thing in your mind instead of just saving makes it so much more motivating because you're you're getting closer to it you are reaching that goal and so I think that's why it's super important to know what you're doing and like for investing it's similar, but more on the long term. Like, why do you want to invest? So that one day you won't have to work and you won't have to worry about money and you'll be able to do all of the things that you've always dreamed of. For example, for me at least. So that definitely motivates me. And that's, you know, like what I've been doing. I've been motivated because I want to move to Europe and I want to move to Spain. So that goal has motivated me a lot because I know specifically what it is. And then also, you know, when you reach the goal, because it's, it's a tangible thing. Yeah. And it's that idea of like seeing it, like you can see yourself in Spain. So you'll budget For every sure. day, invest. And along with that idea and like living the lifestyle you want, what are some things that you, you enjoy um, that you're able to fulfill because of investing currently? Yeah, I, um, I love to go to concerts. So that is one of the things that I do for myself. And I love to travel. And I have been on a few trips. Um, in college, I went to Iceland. That was my first trip that I paid for by myself. I went for a week. And that was super fun. Um, and then I went to Spain, you know, when I was studying abroad. Um, I went to Hawaii. And I just went to LA for spring break. So those were super fun trips and I was able to do that because I budgeted so well and I didn't spend a bunch of money every month on little things because I was saving up for a big thing that I knew would be more valuable in my mind. Um, and I also like to travel cheaply and be smart about all of those things and I know how to find a deal. <laughs> and a lot of times for me to, for travel, specifically I've picked where I'm going based on prices like what's the what's the cheapest flight there and that's definitely like 
helped a lot because like the only reason I went to Hawaii was because we found an amazing flight deal where the flight was like a quarter of the normal price. So that's why that trip happened. And when I went to Iceland, we were like, oh, I don't know where we're going to go. Let's just like see the flights. And so that one just worked out as well. So just being very flexible is very helpful when like traveling specifically. Um, But I think it's really important to give yourself those rewards um, along the way, you know, because that keeps you going. Because otherwise, if you're just restricting yourself and you're just not having fun for years and years to like wait to hit this goal, it's a lot harder to keep that up. Exactly. And that's when you when you go on our budget on Elizabeth's Instagram, you have study expenses, income, money goals, total expenses. But she also has a section on fun, you know, being able to enjoy your life because the whole purpose of you saving money, of you being conscious with your spending is really being able to enjoy your life and really live life to its fullest. So she has sections like eating out, traveling, entertainment. So do you have any more specific tips that you can do to save money while traveling? Oh, yeah, I have a million. I think being flexible is good. It's a little bit harder when you're on school schedule because it's harder to be flexible. Um, but going to a place not during peak season is a good tip. Buying things in advance, if you can, a lot of times you'll save 20% or something. Airbnbs have been really helpful for me. I found some great Airbnb deals. Just looking very, very thoroughly on Airbnb. Within that, when we have an Airbnb, I always eat breakfast there. And sometimes we pack lunches and just buying some groceries out for snacks and stuff like that. So that I don't have to go out to grab something for a restaurant when I just want to um, snack. Bringing snacks with you to the airport, if you can. A reusable water bottle will save you so much money. And it is so yeah. underrated to bring your own water bottle with you. I bring my water bottle everywhere. And I cannot tell you how many times I would have bought a water bottle if I didn't have it. Like that is definitely, I just am super hydrated though. I love water. So maybe not for everyone, but I think that one's really important for me too. And just like, you know, planning your activities based on deals can also be good. Like I, but also, you know, within balance of you're here, who knows if you'll ever come back. And if you really want to do something, I think you should do it. And then I guess like building off that topic of being able to enjoy and spend time with doing things you like, I think a lot of things people struggle with is like, how do I manage my social life, specifically with my friends? You know, my friends want to do this. They want to go here. They want to go to this bar, go to this museum, go to this amusement park. So how do you manage to spend time with your friends when they may want to go out and spend more money than you're comfortable with while still maintaining a budget? Yeah, no, that's definitely hard. And I definitely have had a lot of work with that. Like I've gotten a little bit like less tight, but I used to be like very, very, very restrictive and in a bad way, I feel like, but I would literally go out and just walk. And we went on walks in every single like trail there are in this like 40 mile radius I went on. And it was fun because I do like to go outside a lot. So it wasn't a bad thing, but just like know that You don't have to like spend money to spend time with someone. Going on a walk is a great way to do it. Like I have a friend and we go on a walk every week and it's a great way for us both to see each other and also not spend money because it's so easy to just go out and do something. If they want to go out, you could always 
you know, let's cook something. We can make something at home can be another great way. And it's also cooking is an activity in itself. Um, if they want to have a drink and you don't want to spend the money, you can always invite them over to your house for a drink, potentially. If you do go out, being conscious about where you're going and what you're ordering can also be really helpful. Like personally, whenever I go out, I normally only get one drink because I don't like to spend the $15 that it costs for drinks a lot. I also don't like to drink that much. So I think that's been very helpful. Take away from that, guys, that like just because you want to have fun, you want to spend time with your friends does not mean that you need to spend money as well. It's very possible to go out, have a great time without spending money. Or if you do spend money, to be conscious about where that money goes. Yes, it's definitely possible. And honestly, there's way more things out there than you think because you're like, oh, there's nothing to do. And I totally get that. But there's actually like a million things to do if you really like think about it and get very creative. You know, you can have a movie night. You can make an art project or something like that. It just depends. I think also like... For me, just talking to my friends is what I like to do, like just catching up and stuff like that. So, you know, we don't need to go anywhere to do that. We can just do that in my house or her house, you know? Yeah. And I guess like the big thing that people like talk when it comes to money is like, oh, I don't want to create a budget because I don't want to be restricted to how much I can spend. Or I don't want to have like an app or a program telling me you've hit your limit, stop spending. So how do we like break the stigma that budgets are bad because they're restricting, because they restrain how much you can spend? Well, I think that you just have to shift your mindset because budgeting isn't restrictive. Budgeting is a permission slip for you to spend. Budgeting is how you allow yourself to spend that $50 eating out that you did last night because you budgeted for it. So there is no shame or guilt on that. You do not need to feel any type of way about that because you planned for it. So it's really just like allowing yourself to feel happy and empowered every time you make a purchase and not feeling like, oh, I shouldn't buy this or I shouldn't have done that. And just being conscious about it because you planned for it. So you know that you're on track and then you never have to worry about hitting your goals because you're on track. Yeah, definitely. And when when you're budgeting, how do you like differentiate between your wants and your needs? Because I feel like that's a very thin line that especially when you're living like a free life and look at budget as a permission slip, it's yeah. a hard thing to kind of tackle there. You know, deep down, what are your needs? And your needs are pretty, you know, you, you have your housing, your groceries, your utilities, you know, insurance, cell phone, you know, gas to go to work or school or wherever you're going, those are all necessities. And wants aren't bad, but everything beyond that is normally a want. You do need other things like, you know, you need clothes to a certain extent. So it's definitely like a fine line, I think. But if you give yourself a certain amount towards your wants every month, I think that makes it be a lot less restrictive. And like, it can be something super little. Like when I go to the grocery store every week, I give myself like one or two like splurge items. <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous, but I literally I'll go and I'll buy like the expensive chocolate milk that I love. That's like mm-hmm. so expensive. Or like I'll get like sushi or I'll get like a really nice like 
frozen pizza that's, that's like, really fancy because it's like extra it's like a splurge it's like something i don't normally buy like it brings me so much joy like it's really ridiculous how much joy i get from that one thing like i'll buy or i'll buy like an acai bowl love an acai bowl they're so expensive so i don't normally buy them so it's just like it brings me joy so it's just kind of like reframing it like always giving yourself room to buy things that you want but just to a certain extent exactly and i think that's a really good point because so far we've talked about like how do we ensure that we're able to give ourselves that room to buy good things and things we enjoy we've talked about budgeting track your monthly spending what about tracking your net worth? How do, why is tracking your net worth an important thing and how do you track your net worth? Oh, I love tracking my net worth. Um, I do it every month personally and I've just started doing it this year. So that's definitely not a thing that you need to do it that often, but tracking your net worth can help you see where your goals are, um, what you should prioritize and how close you are to reaching them as well. Um, I also think it's just cool to see like it grow and to see all of my hard work working. So that is super fun. There's a lot of ways you can track your network. You can track it on a spreadsheet. Like I have mine in my budget. It's part of my budget too. So if you download my budget, there's a tab in there that's like net worth. Um, and you could use like Nerd Wallet has a good one. I know Capitalize also. Oh, it's personal capital. Personal capital also has a net worth tracker where you can like connect all of your bank accounts and everything. Um, and it'll just tell you automatically and it'll calculate it. Also like your net worth, like let's break this down in case someone needs the um, example. Like your net worth is your, your assets minus your liabilities. So everything that you have, like all the money in your checking account, your savings account, investments, stuff like that, um, if you have any ca houses, cars, stuff like that, those are your assets. So you add them all together and then you subtract them from any debts that you have, like a mortgage or student loans or a car. And that's how you calculate your net worth. Um, so I think that's really cool to see like how it works. Yeah, and that's really good to have that motivator and be conscious because monthly tracking and budgeting is good. But overall, you really want to take a look at the big picture and be aware, okay, how many expenses do I have? How many liabilities do I have? And how much, where is my net worth standing? So I guess like a follow-up question for that would be like, what are your biggest challenges? Okay, we've talked about like all the good things, all the benefits mm -hmm. of budgeting. Like what are your biggest challenges that you face in regard to money management and your budget? And do you ever find it challenging to keep up with your budget or keep at your financial goals? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I definitely have a lot of challenges. And one of my challenges is that my income isn't, stable like I have a few different jobs but like I work at a restaurant right now and I have another job that's like an internship that one is steady but like I work at a restaurant and I babysit and I do all these other things and like the hours aren't set I don't have a set salary I don't get like a standard paycheck every two weeks so it is a little bit harder because I don't know exactly what I'm going to make um, at this point I have a good guess on what I'm going to make because they have been doing this for a while, but it's definitely a little bit harder when you don't have a steady paycheck. Like most people have a biannual paycheck for their job. And so I'm definitely looking forward to that when I get a full-time job. So that makes it a little bit harder. And that's definitely 
super relevant for students and people in school because it's really, I know people that do have full-time jobs when they're students, but it's just very, very hard. And I don't think that most people do that like that. So it can be a little bit harder to do that. And if you don't have steady income, that's where like your sinking funds and your emergency fund are really valuable. Because if you have a month that's worse than you thought it was going to be, you have that buffer to, you know, keep you on track. And do you ever find it difficult? And then like, what are your biggest challenges? You know, it's yeah. okay. Like there are many good aspects of it, but like, do you ever find it difficult? And how do you like get over those difficulties? I feel like I have gone on the on this bad side of budgeting where I've been like way too restrictive of myself and I hadn't allowed myself to have any fun. Um, and I was like, I have to work this much and do all of this and make all of this money. Um, and like, that was something that I definitely struggled with. Like when I was like my first few years of school, I was working a lot and I was working at a restaurant. And so I was working there like every weekend both nights so I didn't have like much of a break and I could like never see my friends and I mean I was making good money but it just like it wasn't worth it in the end so I got a different job that had a better schedule and I wasn't making as much but it was definitely worth it for me um so I think that it's really important to have fun and enjoy your life regardless and it's definitely you can go either side of budgeting. You can go like it's too hard to budget or you can go too far to the extreme of you can't ever have fun. And so that's why I'm like focusing more on like spending my money this year because I don't spend a lot of money um, unless I'm going on a trip. And like that is all fine and good, but like, you know, you don't, you're not always on a trip and trips happen what every two times a year, three times a year, maybe like I can't live my life only for that. And so that's definitely been a challenge that I've been working on is like, oh, I shouldn't spend my money on this. Well, should is just a thought that I give myself, you know, like should is an opinion of that I have on this. It's not like a fact that I have. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like a lot of uh, people in their late teens and early 20s who are in school, in high school, in college, don't have consistent incomes. And I feel like it's important to understand that you can still budget, still invest, still care about your finances before you have consistent incomes and before you're out of school. So if we wanna conclude, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Anything else you have in the works uh, going on? I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you'd like any specific guidance um, tailored to your specific situation, um, that is something that I offer. Um, I'd love for you to join me on Instagram. I'm more fun over there and you can learn a bunch um, from my content. Um, but I think just know like you're not behind. It, everyone thinks that they're always behind, but there is no timeline. So just be gracious of yourself and starting today is the best thing you can do. Exactly. And you can find Elizabeth over on Instagram at My Two Cents Finance. And thank you so much for having on today's podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Money Moves with Gen Z for Financial Literacy. We hope you learned something today. If you'd like to work with us, visit our website, genzforfinlit.org slash intern. Again, that's genzforfinlit.org 
slash I-N-T-E-R-N. You can also follow us on Instagram at Gen Z for FinLit for future updates. We also have a monthly newsletter where we go into depth on everything related to finance and business. You can sign up for it on the website as well. Until next time, it's been Matt and Steven.